Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're in Seches Psachim Daf Nun. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings an incident when Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi's son, Rabbi Yosef, got sick and slipped into a comatose state. Rashi says that he expired and his soul left his body. His soul eventually returned to his body, and when he awoke, he told his father, "Om Hafuch Reisi, I saw an inverted world. Elyonim Lamata v'Tachdanim Lamala. The ones who are uppermost in this world are below in Olam Haba, and the lowly in this world are above in Olam Haba." Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said to his son, Beni Olam Baru Reisa, My son, you have seen a clear world. He then asked Rabbi Yosef how we, Talmud Chachamim, were regarded there. Rabbi Yosef answered, Just as we were regarded here, so are we regarded there. His father asked what they were saying there, and his son replied that he heard them saying, Ashri Misha Balakan, Batamudu Biyado. Fortune is he who comes here, and his learning is in his hand. Point number two The Gemara brings a Pusuk from Zechariah that says, and Hashem will become king of all the earth. On that day, HaKadosh Baruch will be one, and His name will be one. The Gemara asks, Is Hashem not one today? And Rav Nachman Yitzhak answered, The world to come is unlike this world. In this world, Hashem's name is written with the letters yud Hey, and it's pronounced with the letters Aleph Dalet. But in the world to come, it will all be one, meaning it will both be pronounced and written with the letters yud Hey. Related to this, Rabbi Avina contrasts the two parts of a Pasuk from Parsha Shmos. It says, Zeshmi Olam, this is my name, Olam forever, which indicates Hashem's name should be hidden, as Olam means to conceal. Whereas immediately after in the Pasuk it says, Zichri and this is my mention from generation to generation, which implies that the name is mentioned. Rabbi Avina resolved the contradiction. Amr Baruch said, I, meaning my name, am not pronounced as I am written. I'm written with the letters yud Hey, but I'm pronounced with the letters Aleph Dalet. And point number three, Rabbah pointed out a contradiction between two psukim. It's written, Kigado ad shamayim chazdecho, for great until the heavens is your kindness, and it's written elsewhere, Kigado me'al shamayim chazdecho, for great above the heavens is your kindness. So does the reward from Baruch Hu, which is referred by your kindness, originate above the heavens or only until the heavens? The Gemara answer is, Kan ba'osin l'shma v'kan ba'osin here in the second Pasuk, it's referring to those who perform a mitzvah for its own sake, for no purpose other than to fulfill Hashem's will. So they'll receive reward from above the heavens, meaning supernaturally. In the first Pasuk, it refers to those who perform a mitzvah not for its own sake, but for personal gain. And they'll receive reward until the heavens, which means through natural means. This statement is like Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, a person should always engage in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs even though not for its own sake. Because from doing them not for their own sake, he'll eventually come to do them for their own sake. Once again, the three points are Number one. The Gemara brings an incident when Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi's son, Rabbi Yosef, got sick and slipped into a comatose state. Rashi says that he expired and his soul left his body. His soul eventually returned to his body and when he awoke, he told his father, Om hafuch reisi, I saw an inverted world. Elyonim lamata v'tachdanim lamala. The ones who are uppermost in this world are below in Olam Haba, and the lowly in this world are above in Olam Haba. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said to his son, Beni Olam Baru Reisa, My son, you have seen a clear world. He then asked Rabbi Yosef how we, Talmud Chachamim, were regarded there. Rabbi Yosef answered, Just as we were regarded here, so are we regarded there. His father asked what they were saying there, and his son replied that he heard them saying, Ashri Misha Balakan, Batamudu Biyado. Fortune is he who comes here, and his learning is in his hand. Point number two, the Gemara brings a Pasuk from Zechariah that says, And Hashem will become king of all the earth. On that day, HaKadosh Baruch will be one, and His name will be one. 
The Gemara asks, is Hashem not one today? And Rav Nachman Yitzhak answered, The world to come is unlike this world. In this world, Hashem's name is written with the letters yud Hey, and it's pronounced with the letters aleph Dalet. But in the world to come, it will all be one, meaning it will both be pronounced and written with the letters yud Hey. Related to this, Rabbi Avina contrasts the two parts of a Pasuk from Parsha Shmos. It says, This is my name, forever, which indicates Hashem's name should be hidden, as Le'alem means to conceal. Whereas immediately after in the Pasuk it says, And this is my mention from generation to generation, which implies that the name is mentioned. Rabbi Avina resolved the contradiction. I, meaning my name, am not pronounced as I am written. I'm written with the letters yud Hey, but I'm pronounced with the letters Alef Dalet. And point number three, Rabbah pointed out a contradiction between two psukim. It's written, Kigado ad shamayim chazdecho, for great until the heavens is your kindness. And it's written elsewhere, Kigado me'al shamayim chazdecho, for great above the heavens is your kindness. So does the reward from which is referred by your kindness, originate above the heavens or only until the heavens? The Gemara answer is, Kan ba'osin l'shma v'kan ba'osin shalom here in the second Pasuk, it's referring to those who perform a mitzvah for its own sake, for no purpose other than to fulfill Hashem's will. So they will receive reward from above the heavens, meaning supernaturally. In the first Pasuk, it refers to those who perform a mitzvah not for its own sake, but for personal gain. And they will receive reward until the heavens, which means through natural means. This statement is like Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, a person should always engage in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs even though not for its own sake. Because from doing them not for their own sake, he'll eventually come to do them for their own sake. All right, so now we go to our sim for Daf Nun, and our simon is a nincompoop. A nincompoop is like a silly, foolish person. So here goes. The nincompoop who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba and hid pieces of paper with Hashem's name around the house said his own name whenever he learned and did mitzvahs. Once again, it's a motion. The nincompoop, nincompoop, that must be wound up. None. The nincompoop, who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba, which reminds us that when Yosef got sick and his soul left his body and saw an Om Hafuch, an upside-down world where the Elyonim were Lamata, V'tachten, Lamala, the ones who are uppermost in this world are below an Om Haba, and the lowly in this world are above an Om Haba, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, his father, said to his son, B'ni Om Baru my son, you've seen a clear rule. He then asked Rabbi Yosef how we, Talmud Chachamim, were regarded there, and Rabbi Yosef answered, just as we're regarded here, so we're regarded there. His father asked what they were saying there, and his son replied that he heard them saying, Ashrei mi shabalakan b'talmudu b'yado. Fortunate is he who comes here and his learning is in his hand. So the nincompoop, who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba, and hid pieces of paper with Hashem's name around the house, which reminds us that the Gemara asks what it means when the Pasuk says, that one day Hashem's name will be one. Isn't it one now? It means that whereas we write Hashem's name with the letters Yud, Hey, and so on, we pronounce the name with the letters of Dalad, but in the future it will be written and pronounced with the letters of Yud, Hey. This is alluded as well in the Pasuk, This is my name, which is Olam forever, but means also Olam to be hidden, referring to the Yud K name, whereas the one to mention is the Al Dalad name. So the Ninkampupa practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba and had pieces of paper with Hashem's name around the house, said his own name whenever he learned and did mitzvahs. Which reminds us the Gemara brought a contradiction between the two Psukim, Gigado Ad Shemaim Chazdecho, for great until the heavens is your kindness, and Kigado Me'al Shemaim Chazdecho, for great above the heavens is your kindness. So does the reward from Hashem, which is referred by your kindness, originate from above the heavens or only until the heavens? 
So the great answer is, come ba'osin l'shmag, come ba'osin l'shmag. Here, in the second Pasuk, referring to those who perform mitzvah for its own sake, for no purpose other than to fill Hashem's ratzon. They will receive reward from above the heavens, meaning supernaturally. In the first Pasuk, it refers to those who perform a mitzvah not for its own sake, but for personal gain, and they will receive reward from until the heavens, meaning through natural means. And this statement is like Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, a person should always engage in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, even though not for its own sake. Because from doing them not for their own sake, he will eventually come to do them for their own sake. So once again, the nincompoop who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba and had pieces of paper with Hashem's name around the house, said his own name whenever he learned and did mitzvahs. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazara. Daf Membav. So the simple Daf Membav is a cow-going moo. So here goes. The dough-eater and minion-seeker who rented cows. Cows? That must be one duff. Memvav. The dough-eater and minion-seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey, which reminds us that four meals is the amount of distance that a dough-eater must go to Tovo's customer's tummy kalim. A traveler needs to travel to find a minion and to do Natilzi dime and the amount of time for edible skins to be tanned to lose their status of food and adopt him a couple tuma. Now, this is only four-meal in front, traveling in the direction with which one came only requires traveling less than a meal. So the dough-eater and minion-seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach, which reminds us that there's a three-way malchuk on how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach. Bake, then separate, or put in cold water, or just set aside since it's no longer the owner's dough, but the collective property of the kohanim. So the dough-eater and minion-seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach and didn't know the Chacham behind him could have known his designation of challah. Which reminds us that initially the Gemara says that the point of difference between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua in the mission regarding how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach is whether they hold tovas hana mamon. But then the Gemara says that perhaps everybody holds tovas hana in a mamon. And the Malchokas is if they hold of hoyo. Rabbi Yezer holds that since he can go to a Chacham to annul his designation of challah, it's considered his property even now. And Rabbi Yeshua does not say hoyo, and therefore it's not considered his property, and therefore he can keep it in his possession. Daf Memzain. So the simmer Daf Memzain is a maze. So here goes. After baking the lechem upon him, of Yantav, or Yantav that falls on air of Shabbos, the Gohanim were given ten days in the maze. Maze? That must be more on Daf Memzain. After baking the lechem upon him, of Yantav, or Yantav falls on air of Shabbos, the Kohanim were given ten days in the maze before it was eaten, which reminds us, Rabbi asked Rabbi that if Midr writes that Zarchi Shabbos are done in Yantav, and it's only prohibited Midr why does the bacon the lechem upon him need to occur Erev Yantav if a Yantav falls in Erev Shabbos? Why doesn't it override the prohibitions of Yantav? As we have a rule that the injunction of the Rabban, Ashvus, does not apply in the base of Migdash. Rav Chizna answers, Shvus Krova Hitiru, Shvus Rechokalu They permitted a Shvus for an immediate purpose, but they didn't permit it for a distant purpose, meaning for the eating of the lechem upon on the subsequent Shabbos. Rav Chizna points out that Ramesh Mengamil disagrees with the Tana of the Brisa and holds Shvus Rechokanami Hitiru. Ashvus is permitted for a distant purpose as well. So after baking the lechem upon him erev yantav, for a yantav that falls in erev Shabbos, the Kohanim were given ten days in the maze before it was eaten, to find the shtei lechem not made for them, which reminds us where Mari challenged Rav Chista from the first part of the Mishnah, that teaches that the shtei lechem which are offered on Shavuos are baked erev Shavuos. Rav Mari asked that if Tzarchi Shabbos may be prepared on yantav, the yantav yantav mabai, is there any question that one is permitted to prepare for the needs of yantav on that very yantav? Yet the Mishnah teaches they must be baked the day before. So the Gemara answers that the Lach is different there. Damar lechem, lechem, because the puzzle regarding preparing for the Yantav says, for you, 
which teaches that you may prepare food on Yantam only for yourselves, but not for Hashem, meaning the offering. According to Rabbi Shimon Gamli, who said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Asgad, that baking on the Shteachim does override Yantam, the word of Hashem is coming to exclude preparing on Yantam for Nachrim. So after baking the Lechem upon the Yantam, for Yantam falls on the Erev Shabbos, the Gohanim were given ten days in the maze before it was eaten to find the Shteachim not made for them, resting on top of Daraisa, Muxa wood. Which reminds us that Rabbah holds that Muxa is a Daraisa based on the Pasuk by Yabi Yomashishi, the Echinu Yaviu. On the sixth day, they shall prepare what they bring. And its prohibitions from the Pasuk will you shall not do any Molach. Rabbah understands that the Pasuk referring to preparation cannot be referring to cooking and baking, since the Torah states elsewhere that they should cook or bake the man. Rather, the Pasuk commands the people to prepare the man by declaring they'll use it on Shabbos, for otherwise it will be forbidden for use as Muxa. Abai goes on to challenge Rabbah. Daf Memches. So the sim from Memches is Brainiacs. Brainiacs. So here goes. While some Brainiacs, Brainiacs, that must be more on Daf Memches. While some brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive, which reminds us, the Rebbe Yezru permits that baking the loaves of Tamedo on Pesach before being Mafishchala doesn't necessarily hold of Hoyo, like Rabba, who holds that one is not high for baking on Yantav for Chol because guests might arrive. Rapapa explains that in Rebbe Yezru's case, at the time of baking the loaves, each one is fit to be eaten by the baker himself. However, he might forbid baking on Yantav for a weekday use, since it's not fit for himself, since he's already finished his yantav meals, and he doesn't apply hoyo since he has not invited guests and has no reason to anticipate their arrival. So, while some brainiacs were busy calculating that statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive to eat their loaves of bread combined in a basket for our fashas challah, which reminds us, Rebbe Yezer says, When one removes baked loaves from an oven and puts them in a basket, the basket combines them in regard to challah. Rebbe Yeshua says, the oven combines them, even if they're not then put in a basket. And Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says, Kiko shall babble Babylonian loaves which bite one another, which means that they stick to each other, so when pulled apart, a piece of one remains to the other, that they combine. So while some brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive to eat their loaves of bread combined in a basket for Harfasha's Chala, others observed dough on a table and carefully mapped out the various crack formations. Which reminds us, seer, which Rashi says is completely leavened dough, must be burned, but one who eats it is patzah from Kars and Malkus. Siduk, which is dough that is past the seer stage and has cracks in it as a result of chimitz, must be burned, and one who eats it is chayv kars. Rebuda says seer is dough that has developed cracks like karne chogavim, like the antennae of locusts, and siduk is where the cracks interlace with one another. The chami hold that any dough with cracks is siduk, and seer is any dough whose surface has turned pale, like the face of a person whose hair stands on end, because of fright. Daf Memtes, so the simmer Daf Memtes relate to meat, and we use a butcher. So here goes. The brilliant butcher realized he forgot hummus at home, while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, which reminds him of the different halachas for one who leaves his house and forgot he had hummus at home. If he left to perform a mitzvah, like to shack the carbon pesos, or to eat a sudas erison at his father-in-law's house, if he has time to go back and do beer, he should, otherwise he should be mavat the bolibo. If he left to rescue Jews from a dangerous situation, he should just do a bitl, and if he went to establish his makhmish visa for an optional purpose, then he should return immediately and dispose of the chametz. So the brilliant butcher realized he forgot chametz at home, while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, had sold his entire butcher shop to bury a bust on the chacham, which reminds him was taught in a bride, should always be prepared to sell all he owns and marry the daughter of a tamachacham or marry off his daughter to a tamachacham. Such a marriage is analogous to the grapes of a vine with the grapes of another one, where each grape improves the taste of the other. 
We have another Brisa listing the preference for who one should marry if he can't find a Bas Tamachacham. So the brilliant butcher who realized he forgot Chametz at home while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house had sold his entire butcher shop to marry a Bas Tamachacham, leaving behind his former years as an Amaretz who wanted to bite like a donkey. Which reminds of the great degree of Sina that Amaretz had for Tamachachamim and of Rabbi Kiva's recollection that when he was an Amaretz, he wanted to bite Tamachachamim like a donkey and break their bones. All right, now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. All right, now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from Masechus Brachus Shabbos and Erevin. Number one. Which stuff do we learn that from the Pasuk by Yomahu Yehashem then the future will pronounce the Kodesh Baruch Hu's name the way that it is written? That's on Duff? None. Good number two. Which stuff do we learn that Rabbi Yochanan learns that Hetimut Starful Isser applies to Isser Nazir, which he learns from Mishras? That's on Duff? Memdal. Good. Number three. Which of the one that pus she'ipsha moldy loaf that's inedible to human and is truma and tahor, it can be burned with tami truma even according to Rabbi Yossi. That's on Duff. Memhei. Good. Number four. Which stuff does Rabbi Keeper recall his hatred of Tamil Chachamim when he was in Amaretz and his desire to bite him like a donkey? That's on Duff. Memtes. Good. Number five. Which stuff do you according to Rabbi Yezer, putting baked loaves in a basket is mitzvah them for Afrash's challah? That's on Duff. Memches. Good. Number six. Which something learned that Rabbi Yosef told his father that he saw an Om Hafuk where people were saying, Ashrim Mishabalakan, but Tamudu Biyado. That's on Duff. None. Good. Number seven. Which something learned the difference in Schar between those who learn and do Mitzvah Zoshma and those who don't? That's on Duff. None. Good. Number eight. Which something learned that the reason the Shtei Lechem is baked every Shavuos is that we learn from Lechem that one may only prepare food on Yantim for yourselves, not for offerings. That's on Duff. Memzine. Good. Number nine. Wish that they were in the halakas, but whether one who left home and forgot some chametz needs to go back and do beer, or if bittel is enough, that's on daf. Memtes. Good. Number ten. Wish that they were in the reason the lachmampani is baked Arab yantiv. If yantiv is Arab Shabbos, is shvus krove hitiro, shvus rochokale hitiro. That's on daf. Memzine. Excellent. So that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.